you know, our guys in the South, like Matt Miles, they're absolutely pulling the trigger. I mean, they're out there. They've got three planters going. They got a spray rig going. They got, you know, everything going. And there Sam of the North sits looking out the window and it's still frosty and cold and wet and gray <laughs> and he's pining to get out there. So I wondered, what are you doing right now, Sam? What's it look like the last week of May for you in Quebec? Welcome to Extreme Ag's Cutting the Curve. More than just a podcast, it's the place for insights and information you can apply immediately to your farming operation for increased success. This episode of Cutting the Curve is brought to you by Ag Explorer with innovative products that improve fertilizer efficiency, protect yield potential, and reduce stress. Ag Explorer helps growers maximize field potential. Find out how Ag Explorer can help you get more out of your crop at agexplorer.com. And now, here's your host, Damian Mason. Hey there, welcome to another fantastic episode of Extreme Ag's Cutting the Curve. It's me, Damian Mason, with our affiliate from Canada, Sam of the North, Couture. Uh, You might have met Sam. I recorded with him a while back, and we're really excited because we like uh, not only talking about, you know, the guys in Arkansas, Alabama, North Carolina, uh, Maryland, Iowa, Illinois. We like the idea that we got somebody north of the border. In fact, we're going to talk about what are you doing right now? We're recording this, dear listener, at the very end of April. Yeah, so um, already in the preparation of letters, uh, field cultivators have been done 10 days ago. Uh, this year, I have a new planter. I bought a 24-year-old on the planter. It's a used one, so I'm rebuilding it. So right now, that's what I'm doing. A little bit late, maybe. But uh, that's the time, and uh, I need to go get parts in the yeah. U.S. So... <clears throat> That pushed me a little further in the time. But. So equipment preparation, let's face it. Farmers love to say that, that they spend all winter getting things ready. It's like, you don't really need to get things ready for six months. So you start pulling stuff out here a few weeks before go time. When do you think you'll be going? When will you actually be doing field work in your part of Quebec? Yeah. Uh, usually it would be like at the end of this week. But we are really wet, and it's calling for more rain this weekend, like two inches and more, Saturday and Sunday. It's so, uh, in the mornings, but it's get, getting in the 50s in the afternoons. Okay. But it's really windy, and it's gray, it's cloudy. Uh, it's nothing to dry. Yeah. Nothing to dry the ground. Okay, so for the person that didn't listen to the Meet Sam Cattu uh, episode, real quickly, tell everybody about your farming operation. Then we're going to talk about what things you do differently uh, to produce your crops versus somebody, let's say, in Ohio or or Kansas. So you farm, uh, you told me, about fifteen or 1,600 acres. Yep. And uh, you've... All conventional. What's that? It's all conventional. All conventional. And yep. you said something interesting when we had our last recording. The province of Quebec is first or second largest province in Canada. It's massively big. It's as big yep. as you know, plenty of plenty of states put together. The territory is real big. What's that? The territory is yes. the province is really big. Yes, the area, the land mass is very big. Yep. And you said only how many percentage of Quebec is actually in farm ground? Yeah, two percent. Two percent. So you are in the in. 
And so there you got your 15 or 1600 acres and your split on crops are? Uh, corn, beans, and uh, wheat. Okay. So the wheat's are already Thrills. The wheat's already in the ground. Do you have to? Is some of the first work you're gonna do? Are you gonna be getting out? I mean, in May, are you gonna be treating the wheat in May? Yeah, no, my wheat is not in the ground. It's spring wheat, so oh. my wheat is not seeded yet. Okay, so yep. is that is that the first thing to go, presumably? Yep. Yep. So is this? Is, are you gonna be tilling this ground? Uh we'll do. Um, a portion of the wheat will go no till. A little bit. But uh, yes, we'll get word ground and uh, put the the wheat in. Okay, so mostly no-till wheat, and that's the first thing that goes in the ground. And then uh, you're putting it in, say, what second week of May? Uh, the the wheat. Yes. I usually would be this week, but I say I say a good by looking at the window a good ten days from now. Yeah. So first to second week or May, it puts in there. And when are you harvesting that? Because like in my part of the world, uh, which we don't grow a lot of wheat in Indiana, it's all winter wheat planted in October. Uh, and then you, uh, you're you harvesting it uh, July 4th. Your part yeah. of the world, you're putting it in in May. You're harvesting it uh, September? Uh, no, uh, mid-August. Mid-August. Okay. Um, answer me this. What things do you do differently than uh, our friends that you're seeing in extreme ag or your farmer buddies that are in any part of the United States? What do you, what do you think would strike them the most uh, heading into the season that you're like, oh, this is something that we do that you don't? Oh, boy, something different. I don't really see something different. Uh, we don't use an address at all. No anhydrous for nitrogen application. Nope. Is that because it doesn't work? Is it because you can't get it? Is it because there's a regulation the, issue? In Quebec, in Quebec, because of the regulation, we can't get it. Okay, so you can't use anhydrous at all. So that's something that's going to strike a lot of people who uh, don't know farming without anhydrous. Yeah, yeah. so we have to work with uh, liquid 32 or area 46. Or uh, we have uh, <clears throat> 27. We have 27, we have 32 liquid, we have 46, and we have uh, AMS. AMS, urea, you urea is one of those. Urea is the 46 person. The 46. And then a 28, we used to call it 28% in my part of the world. You said it's 30. Yeah, in, uh, in Quebec, we use 32%. 32%. 32 percent. Yep. So Instead of 28 all right, so about your treatment of the nitrogen, uh, is it if they're going to be regulatory, is there also a regulation on when you can put it out? Does the soil have to be at a certain temperature? Does it have to be at a certain time? A uh, certain date, yep. Okay, when's the first time you can put nitrogen on, and when's the last date you can put nitrogen on? Uh, uh, just after the, fr the, the ground isn't frozen. Okay. You can put uh, any nitrogen on frozen ground. Okay. So they don't give you a date. They just say it has to go on ground that's that's unfrozen. Yeah. And for manure, uh, everything has to be done before uh, October. Before October? After, yeah. And after that, you need a certain permit to spread it. So then the dairy farms, I know there's dairy farms or chicken farms in Quebec. 
they all have to then just warehouse manure all from October all through winter until sometime when it, it's yep. and that'd be you, you can't even put it out now because uh, you know on the south shore they get a lot less snow than we get so they've been spreading for two weeks now and here on the north shore of the St. Lawrence River we got a lot of snow which has just melted like seven days ago mm -hmm. so they were two weeks in the field before we are here so we're recording this on april 26th i think it's important to note that you had snow on the ground until seven days ago april 19th was your beginning of melt off which isn't all that unusual if you're from a northern climate but you can't do any manure and that's because they're concerned that with the snow melt off then goes the nutrients into the river the river yeah all the all the river right now are flooding here yeah it's we, with all the snow we got up north yes and all the rain we got right now there's a lot of flooding right now okay so then what about on a normal year okay first of all, let's go back to the nitrogen so are there any other like our friend temple roads has tremendous restrictions on phosphorus on how much they can put out when they can put out how routinely they can put it out amount you can put out per dose whatever do you have the phosphorus yeah. restrictions as well we have the same thing here Okay, so manure is restricted on when you can put it on, how much you can put on, uh, timing, phosphorus, nitrogen. Anything else from a regulatory standpoint? Uh, no, that's about it. But that's 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 important regulation. You know? Do you think the regulation has uh, taken yield away from you, or do you think it's just made you be a better? Uh, you farmer? have to prove you have, you know, with our crop insurance. The better our average is, the more we can put uh, phosphorus. Okay. So you have to be really good if you want to put uh, and apply more phosphorus. It will go by the crop removal. Yeah. So you, you're allowed to put on more if you have higher yields because it's it's not it's not a restriction just for environmental purposes. It's usage per per yield it's it's amount yeah. per yield so that way we're, yeah. that i guess the idea is to not have an oversaturation that then ends yeah. up just going into the environment that's it yep who monitors all that uh, <clears throat> the minister of uh, environment of Quebec. and and do they actually send somebody out uh you know every before may 15 we have uh, what we call here is a path it's a plan agro agro environmental fertilizing plan so we have to do that each year before may 15 and if we don't do that we we have a lot of uh, program that we don't have access if they don't have that mm -hmm. so this plan this plan is, uh, <clears throat> you have to say all the manure you're getting or you're producing and what crop you will do in each field and what will be the, what the soil test is already for that field mm -hmm. and what will the crop will be. And so it said, it told you what you can put more or not. I see. So... You submit this plan, and then you said about crop insurance. Is that all through a federal agency, or is it is it an independent company that does this? And no, the government. It's, uh, by the, it's the Quebec government, our agricultural 
minister. Uh, okay, so I'm I'm learning a lot about this. Okay, answer me this: expected yield. And you know, I know that farm people love to brag about yield, and then it becomes a you know it becomes a a contest over who can uh, have the you know who can bench press more, who can do this more, whatever. It's the same kind of thing. But let's face yep. it. Things are different for you than they are for somebody in, you know, the best part of uh, the prairie soils of Illinois, let's say. Yep. And then obviously you have a later season. So just give us what you think. What what would you think a true, well, you can give us your yields from last year or what you think your yields this year will be. All honest, you know, unless there's a crop failure, what you think things are going to look like. Uh, I'm looking for like 65 and beans and 195 and corn. 65 beans, 195 on corn? Yeah. There's nothing wrong with those numbers at all. Those are actually quite good numbers. Yeah, I know. That's what I that's what I get last year. I'm hoping for at least that for this year. Yeah. And usually you go up a little bit from last year unless there's a big weather problem. What about wheat? Uh, wheat, I'm uh, around 80. 80? Yeah. 80. Uh, well, my question is, do you think that those are, are those Quebec averages or are those way above average because you do a good job because you're an extreme ag? Uh, <laughs> I'm, I can say in corn and beans, I'm doing a good job. Mm -hmm. Yep. And uh, my average, I went up a lot since three years. Yeah. You started you started getting better at your game, and you're still working at getting better at your game with people like uh, the Extreme Ag crew. Um, answer me this: all this stuff, where does it go? Uh, there you are. You're on the north shore of the St. Lawrence River. Most of the agriculture in Quebec happens, I'm guessing, uh, in the southern in the southern uh, you know ten percent, right? There's there's not as much when you get way up north. It becomes pine forest, isn't it? No, no. Like from the river, which is four miles from my place, from my house. The rivers, from the river to the <clears throat> the forest, there's like 12 miles. Yeah. We, it's a small band that is farmable. Yes. And then it's forest. Yes. So 12 miles, so within 12 miles of the St. Lawrence River is where almost all the agriculture happens in Quebec? Uh, no, the main part is on the southern shore. Yeah. Um. Crop stress. Let's talk about crop stress. Um, you probably don't have the hot and dry conditions that maybe you'd see in Nebraska uh, routinely. You probably don't. Am not, I right? not as severe as you got, but we got some stress uh, roughly around the pollination. Okay. And so that's going to happen for pollination fused, uh, pushed back by a couple weeks compared to the most people we talked to in the corn yeah, belt. Let's say. End of July. Yeah, end of July. I was gonna say first week of August. Okay. We like we like to see around here we like to see tassels around July twentieth. But usually you will see them popping through August first. Okay. On bad years, August five. Right. But you don't want to see that. Right. Okay. So last year you did have a little bit of that. You you expect that, but you a drought year is fairly unusual in your part of the world. Uh, we get two in uh, 2020 and 2021. You got dry. Really dry. Yeah. Not a disaster, but dry. Yeah. Okay. Uh, on your on your expectation for this year, then, you want to grow your numbers. You gave us a number, 65 bushel bean, 195 bushel corn, 80 bushel wheat. Where's all that go? 
Has any of it come to the United States? Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, I love goes over. Uh, the, the corn is pretty local. Corn will mainly be local. Some export market, but uh, mainly for the hogs and the chickens. And local, uh, because 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 there are, there are livestock farms in Quebec, and they're they're kind of protected in some way with the whole uh, the, yeah. the quota system on milk. Uh, there's no quota system. Milk and chicken is there. There's quotas. Quota system on chickens. And by the way, if you don't know what we're talking about, dear listener, it's called supply management. You you can you can produce all the milk you want, uh, but if you ha don't have the rights to the quota, you'll have nowhere to process it. That's kind of the way things work in Canada. But um, you can process it, but you have no price for it. Yeah, right. You you can only get priced and processed on what you are allowed by the quota system, and the same thing goes for uh, poultry. Okay, so you've got most of your your corn stays local for livestock production. Where do you say you think the wheat goes? Export uh, wheat is also local, mm -hmm. but our beans is going a lot overseas, and I would say fifty fifty local and export. What about uh, GMO? Uh, you know, Europe had the ban on GMOs, and then uh, there's the, still a debate. And I'm guessing where you are, there's a bit more of a raging debate. Does it matter? Do you grow GMO corn? Uh, there was uh, a big uh, non-GMO uh, beans, ra not rally, but it was used like 10 years ago. Yeah. But the the... The, the the varieties are not that good. They can then the yields doesn't compare with the non the, with the GMO first, and the price they, they give us a little bit more for the non GMO beans, but not enough to cover the price of the herbicide and the yield loss. So you're saying you do produce G genetically engineered soybeans. On my farm, yes, it's GMO beans. And on corn, GMO, GMO corn. Yep. Okay. And we still don't have genetically engineered wheat. No. Right. Okay. So my, uh, I got a few more questions here on this whole situation. On your operation, then, because you're a bit more north, then we always talk about how when it finally turns, it turns. You know, it happens to places like me in, in, in Indiana, where I'm from. You see these guys, and it's like they wait until the conditions are right. And then, by golly, when the conditions are right, it's a sprint. Same conditions for you, same situation. Does it turn Does it turn nice and it's like sprint time? Uh, yes. You have to go. When it's time to go, you have to go. Mm-hmm. Yep. What about no, on the back end? What about on the back end? Little little less forgiving on the back end also. Uh, All of a sudden you look you got a blizzard in November first. Yeah. Last year on November eighth, we were in t-shirts. It was like 80 degrees. And we got six inches of snow on November 15th. Yeah, right. So you didn't have a whole <laughs> lot of time uh window there. That happens yeah. a lot. Okay. Uh last couple of questions for you. Who's your help? You know, we talked to guys like Kelly. He's got a lot of acres to cover. He's got employees. He's got a lot to manage. He's managing employees. You know, and you talk, our buddy Chad, he's got some employees, but he really likes to be out there touching the equipment. What are you? Are you Are you, Are you? you in the situation where you're touching the equipment all the time, or are you managing other people touching the equipment? What's it look like? Uh, I'm the planter guy. I'm the combine guy. Uh, but I'm not anymore the sprayer guy. Um. <clears throat> 
I'm supervising on the all the I have I have to you know when the field operator or the high speed disk is in the field, I always have to go and check. You have to Just go and check. Sure. Yeah. Every time. Is that because you're a, is it because you're a control freak, Sam, or is it because there's actually things that need to be addressed? Um, I'm anxious, maybe, mm -hmm. and I, I want it to be just perfect. Well, everybody appreciates that. Uh, okay, then the the other part of that is, you said the field cultivator or the high speed disc. You are conventional also in your tillage. You do a little bit of no-till wheat and then everything else gets tilled, or what's your tillage program look like? Um it will there we will have I will have some fields uh which can be prone to uh flooding. So I'm not till, tiling them. I I have in this in the fall. You will not will, till, you will not till them in the fall or you will till yeah. them in the fall. I won't. So I will just work them in the spring. Lightly. Yep. Got it. With the ice speed disc. Got it. So are there regulations on tillage? Because you've got the tillage, you got the regulations on, on those ground, the flooding grounds. Yes, we have regulations. Flooding grounds because they don't want it tilled because it'll silt into the river. Yep. So what's that mean? No tillage at all or only tillage after a certain um, for it's new for they tried to bring that for a couple of years, but it's you for this year or next year will have to put these these acres at least ten percent in a, and we can do any tillage at all in the fall. Yes, but at least ten percent in what? In a perennial grass. Ah, really? Ten percent yep. of the field because it's near a river. Yep. Okay, yep. is it gonna be the border along the river that you're putting? Yeah, my it needs to be ten percent of the of the acreage of the field. Okay. So that means uh, that means you don't ever till it. No. Okay. So you don't till it and you don't harvest it. You don't harvest it. No, not not the the ten percent. Okay, so it's a it's a it's a conservation program. Yeah. Here in the U.S., we have the riparian buffer strip program through the conservation reserve program, as I think kind of what you're talking about. You get paid for that though. Oh. I get I could get paid if I took out my stuff along yeah. a creek and put it. I know, but there's a lot of uh, guys being mad about that situation and that program. A lot of guys that are mad about having ten percent of their cropland yeah. uh, being forced. Yeah, but it's not it's not the best ground. Like last year, I was able to plant it July third, and it only made like twenty five thirty bushel beans. Yeah, so you're you're. Are you told which ten percent, or do you take your worst ten percent and put it in? I uh, repeat that. Are you instructed on which ten percent of the fields, or is it your choice? No, no, it's my choice. It's our choice. Do you take the crap? Yeah, yeah. You, you will put a put it where the the lowest the lowest ground. But you don't get paid. Nope. <laughs> that seems like I might create some financial hardship for the producers. Yeah, but. Personally, I only have like, I think it's 60 acres along the river. Okay. So it will be six acres. Yeah. So that it's, you're not going to go broke on six bad acres. Okay. Oh. 
Uh, so you can't tell you got some regulation on that. And then answer me this. What's your big excitement thing about 2023? Looking into 2023, we're recording this at the end of April. What are you excited about? What are you looking at saying, here's something I'm going to do. I know you're going to do a trial for us. So tell us about what you know, you're excited I'm about. I'm excited about trying the neutral charge from Agritech USA. Okay, neutral charge from Agritech USA, something that excites you. And then what about, other, what about any of practices or any other uh Things you're going to implement that you're excited about? I'm going to try to manage better my fertilizer. Things I will do differently. I want to try um, later application. What from what the guy learned? From later, learned. You're going to try later application of what? A fertilizer. Okay. So you're going to you're going to start doing like we've talked about a lot with some of our you know partners from AgriLiquid and Nature's for instance we talk about spoon feeding at the time of at the time of uh, greatest demand and influence on the crop you, you have not done much of that before um, usually I in beans I stop at R one R two but this year I want to try at R four and then the corn I don't go. Last year, I didn't go at all at VT. After what? VT. At After Tassel. VT. After Tassel, you didn't do any? Anything at all last year. So I might try some some things to do at Tassel this year. So your excitement is you're going to try a new product from Agrotech USA called NutriCharge. Your other excitement is you're going to uh, start doing later season fertility. And see if we get trigger something else from the plant. Well, let's face it, you're you're learning all this from your buddies in Extreme Ag that said, you know what? Like our buddy Chad and, and Temple, the Syndic guys, they they the Syndic twins, they, they they put they put stuff out when you think, isn't it time to run the combine? I'm gonna treat this one more time. <laughs> uh trial, you you were gonna do a trial for us. Uh, is that still in the works? Uh I think there's two more. At least a third one. Okay, so we'll it. keep you. We'll keep and you when you get your trials for sure mapped out and they're going. Then we'll do another recording. You can tell us all about it. Then you're excited about your fertility. You're excited about a couple of new things you're changing. Is that the last thing you're excited about? For are you excited about maybe hanging out with me more in 2023? Oh yes, I hope so. Yes. Anything else, my friend Sam? No. Got it. His name is Sam of the North. His real name is Sam Kuchu, but we call him Sam of the North, and he's an extreme ag affiliate. Stay tuned because it's kind of cool to talk to somebody from a foreign land who's got a little different set of circumstances. You can learn some things from him, and I'm guessing to get the kind of yields he has, he's had to be somewhat creative and do things a little differently. So anyway, we'll stay tuned with him, and he'll be doing some trials for us. So next time, thanks for being here, Sam. Thanks. You bet. I'm Damian Mason with Extreme Ag's Cutting the Curve. Thanks for listening to another edition of Cutting the Curve. For more insights and information that you can apply to your farming operation, visit ExtremeAg.farm. Are your crops stressed out? Ag Explorer has you covered with a full line of products designed to reduce crop stress and improve yields. Check out agexplore.com and start protecting your yields and profits.